Pigeon. Make Maddie proud, make Daddy proud. Don't dye your hair. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, we got lots of fun stuff to talk about this week and actually have a segment. Look at us go. <laughs> Amazing. So proud of us for that. Um, we're going to start off with the Leafs. They, they had a fun week. Do I know what happened in their games? No. Did I watch them? Little bits because the Olympics were more important, yeah. obviously. Like if given the opportunity to watch the Leafs lose to the Blues or watch bobsleigh, I will watch bobsleigh. Even if the Leafs are beating the Blues, I will watch bobsleigh. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was upset about was that I missed um, the TJ Brody goal. Yeah. I love a good TJ Brody goal. Um, yeah, so they played this week, allegedly. I don't know. <laughs> That's basically how I feel about how they what happened this week. I think they won earlier in the week. Didn't they play the Pens? Yes. This week. Yes. I think they beat the Pens. Um, that sounds right. I think they beat the Pens. That, yeah, you know, that that does sound right. I it would be really funny if they're if we were wrong. I know they lost to the Blues yesterday. I do oh, know yeah. that. Know that. Let's um, see. Yeah, they won 4-1 against the Pens. Right. Okay, that does make sense. Like I kind of I think I watched more of that game but also like my brain does not remember because not important Mm -hmm. the Olympics are done I can think about the Leafs like this week (laughs) um okay yeah so they played some games they won some games Austin Matthews oh that's what happened on Thursday Austin Matthews skated his face into the crossbar lost a tooth (laughs) And then, um, and then Hunter fought the crossbar. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh man, um, I think that was the Leafs' first game back with like fans, which was nice. Happy for them to have fans. Um, not that I'll be going. Tickets are so expensive. I went to go see how much the like stadium tickets were because I was like, I could go to Hamilton. It's not that far. Um, and it was like the cheapest seats were like three hundred dollars. I was like, never mind. Not worth it. No thanks. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> what like, yes, wish. but not that much. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know they won one, they lost one. They played like shit against the Blues. Not gonna lie. From the bits I watched, they played kind of like shit. Um. Oh. Yes. Okay. I wasn't watching the game on Thursday. Was exciting though, because. I don't know. Austin Matthews' goal was pretty good, but then Morgan Riley on the power play, literally. So the they at least were on the power play. The Penguins throw the puck back to the Leafs zone. Jack Campbell stops it with his stick, leaves it for Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley goes end to end and scores. Like I don't know where this Morgan Riley came from, but I would like to see him more often. Also, yes. first primary assist for Jack. Second mm-hmm. career assist. Love that for him. Um, (laughs) And then um, him and he, he didn't score this one, but he did like the hard work on it. I guess you could say shorthanded. He, 
and David Comp for skating up and did he did like most of the work there and popped it over for Comp. <laughs> like oh Morgan Riley was on one in a good way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, that's not the goal I thought it was. There was a goal like Mitch Marner like left the puck for someone. I don't know when that happened. I don't know when the Leafs played. Was that, was that Monday's game? They played the Kraken on Monday. Maybe that was Monday's game. But he, like, did something he's done. He did uh, several times in junior, which was, like, skate the puck up and then just drop it back for player following. And it just looked very embarrassing for the Kraken. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we had a roller coaster of emotions this week. We, we truly did like Alex and I I don't know about anybody else but Alex and I personally had a roller coaster of emotions this week so Adam Brooks was put on waivers by Vegas to make room for Jack Eichel we'll talk about that a little bit later um and so we're like sweet Adam Brooks he's on waivers Leafs please do the thing they did they clamped him on waivers and then they were like shit we don't actually want him to play for the Leafs though uh, so we're going to put him back on waivers. And um, we went, no, please don't. Uh, Winnipeg claimed him on waivers. So this poor man has been on four different teams this year. Claimed by four different teams this year on waivers. <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. Guy needs a break. I was seeing um, on, I believe it was, I believe it's Elliot Friedman notifications that I have on because he tweets all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was when the Leafs put him on waivers. I was looking at the replies and people were like, "No, no, no!" Obviously, come on. Um, we're very extra about our Marlies. <laughs> yes, and uh, there were so many replies being like. He was just on waivers. 27 other teams could have claimed him and nobody else did. Da 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 da. I highly doubt, like, he'll be fine. Like, he'll make it through. Thanks, Winnipeg. He did not make it through. <laughs> At least it's his hometown. He mm-hmm. is injured right now. So we'll see if he gets to play some games because he played a few games for Vegas, but not actually that many. Um, I think he did a lot of taxi squatting and press box sitting. Um, but yeah, I don't see how they don't put him back on waivers because I don't really, I, not that I know what's going on with Winnipeg, but also like, at least I hope this man gets a few games before he gets put on waivers. (laughs) Like, I hope he didn't fly out to Toronto from Vegas and then go, shit, I got to fly to Winnipeg now too. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was very emotional for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got some absolutely wonderful news this week. Yesterday, after the basically immediately after the Leafs loss, Toronto goes, guess what? We traded Nick Ritchie. And I went, thank God I don't have to see him on Monday because I'm going to see the Marlies. <laughs> That was my first reaction to the trade. Not like anything else. I was just like, I don't have to see him on Monday. This happened not 
even I want to say don't quote me on this but I want to say like there were a couple articles saying like Nick Ritchie isn't happy blah 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 whatever didn't actually read any of the articles but then this happened and I was just like oops and they literally said during the intermission and during like the 32 thoughts portion of the Sportsnet broadcast, they literally said um, the Leafs are looking to get rid of Nick, get rid of Nick Ritchie. Um, and he's signed for two years. So like, well, this year and next year. And Arizona only has like five or six guys signed for next year, which is very interesting in and of itself. Yep. Um, and they said the Bushkin could be a good fit. And I went, okay, noted. And then like literally like an hour and a half or two hours later, here it is. Except the Leafs didn't just get Ilya Labushkin, a right-handed defenseman who has been pretty okay if you consider that the Arizona Coyotes are not really a team. You know, like <laughs> outside of that fact, pretty good. So he's kind of like a little bit of a question mark right now because you don't know how he'll look on a, a, a real hockey team. There's no other way to put it. A real hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they got him and then they got Brian Dezingle as well, who is a forward. Not bad, if I don't recall. He's okay. Um, in exchange for Nick Ritchie and their third round selection in 2023 or their second round selection in 2025 um it was pointed out that the 2025 draft is current 14 year olds right now um which is very hard to conceptualize mm. um just like they they okay okay <laughs> um but still yeah like really good deal um in order to make it the cap hit is basically identical between Richie because he was making about two point something and Dzingel and Labushkin, which are each making about one point something, um, which does address uh, whatever the fuck is going on with Justin Hall because he's been funky and they keep sitting Travis for whatever reason. And I'm like, okay, is it Travis's fault that Justin's bad? No. Should Justin sit? Yes. I think the key is that they can't necessarily afford to have him sit we'll see um but yeah like I looked at this trade and I was like Kyle Dubas just absolutely fucking fleecing people again like Mm -hmm. um but yeah how does he do it I I don't know but he does (laughs) uh the Leafs put Dezingle on waivers today I guess because they have to make space for him because they had to send um Sandine down at least on paper Cause I was like, oh, I was so excited. Cause I was like, okay, well, if he goes down, then maybe I get to see him on Monday play for the Marlies. <laughs> I did not. It's fine. Um, so we'll see what happens with the Zingle around 2 p.m. tomorrow. But I think they can afford to lose forwards because you still have Joey Anderson. You have Josh Hosang, who you could sign to an NHL contract. You have Alex Steves. There's more, but those are the three that are coming to the top of my head right now. There's definitely more forwards. There's like lots of solid yeah. forwards on the Marlies who have NHL contracts and can come up and down basically no problem. So just saying, I love Kyle Dubas. <laughs> yep. The man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
I guess maybe maybe we'll take a quick jump to the men's Olympic tournament just because it is Leafs related. Um, so bronze medal game. We have, I don't even remember who they're playing now. Czech Republic playing somebody. I lied. Why did I say Czech Republic? It was Slovakia. I don't know what my brain's doing. Slovakia and Sweden playing each other. Um, and so I like come downstairs. I'm like, I'm not watching this game. I don't really care about it. The men's hockey sucks. Canadian and Americans were out in the quarterfinals. Losers. Both so of them. Genuinely so embarrassing. You guys lost in a shootout. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Americans are supposed to be good at shootouts. Why didn't you have like the Lamaru twins to tutor you? I don't get it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so I like turn on the bronze medal game and I'm like, I recognize that name. It's uh, Martin Brunchen. Martin Brunchen is a bronze medalist, an Olympic bronze medalist. Congrats to him. Um, I personally believe that this means that he's going to get another NHL contract again. Mm. But that's just me being really dramatic about Martin Brunchen. <laughs> But he was out like big minutes. Like he played a lot and he played um, in the final few minutes when they, they were up, I think they were up two nothing um, and it ended four nothing because they got two empty net goals, but they were up two nothing and they were the, on for a long time. And also Slovakia had a 17 year old. He scored the first and game winning goal of that. He also scored an empty netter because he they trusted him enough to be out during the final few minutes of the game who is this 17 year old I don't know but I'm sure we'll be hearing his name this summer (laughs) I can't remember his name but I'm sure we'll be hearing it for the draft this year like he was wearing a cage it's a a child yeah I forget that everyone under 18 has to wear a cage (laughs) because I haven't seen cages other than like the high school hockey, which I guess they are 17-year-olds. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then for the, the gold medal game, it was ROC in Finland. Uh, didn't know anybody on ROC, but Finland had Uncle Leo. Yeah. And who was the other one? There was someone else, formerly, who, who played oh, um, defenseman, who was on the team briefly oh last God, year. Oh, my God, because I tweeted about it. Yeah. Um, so did I. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm watching Leafs Legends. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's see. Let's see. Actually, notifications is probably the easier way to do this. Okay. Miko Lettinen? Yeah, Miko Lettinen. So Leafs Legends, Miko Lettinen, and Leo Komarov. Leo Komarov is much more of a true Leafs legend than yeah. Miko Lettinen is. <laughs> um our gold medalists they won the game do I remember the score no did I watch it also no um (laughs) I mostly woke up to the Finnish players naked butts on my Twitter feed (laughs) oh I uh, just woke up to a video of Uncle Leo winning a gold medal then immediately playing the piano yes I love that for him he just does that sometimes he likes to prove that he can. I don't know. Because yeah. he's talented. There was somewhere he played in, was it the quarantine bubble? I like, I think like the Toronto bubble. I think he played it there um, in the hotel. 
I kind of remember there being a video of him there. But there was also one at a Leafs party. Um, but yeah, congrats to Uncle Leo. <laughs> love that for him. Um, yeah. I guess that's literally all I have to say about the men's tournament. Canadian mm-hmm. and American men suck. Yep. Congrats to Leafs legends Martin Marincin, Miko Lettinen, and Leo Komarov. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, was that it for the Leafs? Oh, no, no. We have to talk about the most important thing related to that, which was <laughs> Brendan Shanahan, president oh my God. of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, like quote tweets the celebration video of the Slovakia Sweden game <laughs> and says, Way to go, Marty! Exclamation mark, hashtag leaves forever. And then the picture that he has quote tweeted it with is you assumed Martin Marincin wouldn't appear in the comments. You were wrong. <laughs> like just a fucking Martin Marincin meme. Also, every time I look at the face in that one, I'm creeped out. Yeah. Like, how did he find that, that tweet? <laughs> um I'm telling you he is too online we already know Kyle Dupas is too online because there was something else that we tweeted from the pod account a long time ago there was like a video and we're like this is Kyle Dupas and Brendan Shanahan I think or even and Sheldon Keefe I think and Kyle liked it and then unliked it really fast because he knows that we look at his likes Mm -hmm. and he has replied to our podcast Twitter with a book with a book recommendation well no, we asked him what he was reading in the quarantine, in the, the Toronto bubble, and he said, this is what I'm reading, and posted the book that none of us have read yet. <laughs> I haven't downloaded. I really could. I just haven't. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kyle. It's definitely not gay enough for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Dubas, wreck me some queer books, please. <laughs> not a mafia romance? Mm. <laughs> don't know if I can do that right now sorry my agenda's a little full Kyle Kyle doesn't he doesn't vibe with our reading (laughs) styles I'm sorry (laughs) um but yeah like I'm the leaps execs are a little too online I think yeah and the thing is like Sheldon Keith rarely tweets rarely tweets doesn't seem to like any tweets but like Kyle Dubas will like our joke tweets um like our being least fans joke tweets and stuff and like Brendan Shanahan fucking tweeted this shit and I'm like I I yeah. don't trust these people at all like <laughs> these are the people running my hockey team and you know what <laughs> he actually Brendan Shanahan actually has zero likes suspicious hmm. either that or my phone's fucking up which is also a possibility because it does do that frequently but still like two online <laughs> so I'm just gonna assume anytime you see like Kyle Dubas on his phone in the press box he's looking at our tweets oh my god yeah same with Brendan they're looking at our tweets Uh uh-huh he said this is more exciting Mm -hmm. see what the fans are saying fuck the leaves I want to know what the fans are saying (laughs) yeah I'm just like and it's also really funny because like there's definitely people I follow who thirst tweet over both of them but both I see a lot of Brendan Shanahan thirst tweets more often than Kyle Dubas I think because we've learned our lesson we know that Kyle Dubas likes our tweets sees our tweets um but like just that's literally why I cannot tweet about women's hockey players 
using their actual names if I'm thirst reading. <laughs> like, I know they'll see it. Mm-hmm. And I know that Kyle Dubas will see it. So I just like, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be doing any thirst tweets about Leafs execs. Not that I would, but still. Like, I guarantee you Kyle Dubas has seen the fan cam of him. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. <laughs> but we do know that players look at their own fan camps. So mm-hmm. love that for them. Yep. If I'm like brave, faces. I'll at Sarah Nurse on the one that I made for her. But like, I don't think I'm going to be brave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like had the urge to make some this week. And I was like, no, Megan, you have other things you need to finish. No fan camps. <laughs> More important things to do right now. Um, Are okay. there though? Yeah, there is. I'm behind on my work. <laughs> I need to get it finished. Um. Anyway. So I think that's it for the Leafs. Basically just like the execs are definitely too online in, in like a it, the same way that I'm too online, you know, like they would definitely understand memes. I feel like Kyle Dubas, I feel like Kyle Dubas would rock a TikTok. Is that, am I wrong? I feel like he'd just like know all the trends and he'd be like, yes. yeah, like, <laughs> like the same way you've seen like the, have you seen the Russo brothers TikToks? They're the ones who make like the Marvel movies. So they have interns doing it, but like they're down to, you know, participate. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like Kyle Dubas would know to do like the Encanto ones, like um, like the, <laughs> the one that we just made, the, he told me that the man yeah. of my dreams, like that one. And like, um, Isabella, your boyfriend's here, you know, mm-hmm. like, 100% Kyle Dubas would make those. Maybe Kyle Dubas runs the Leafs TikTok account. Oh. Have we considered this? We have not, but now we are heavily. I think it's something to consider, everybody. I I know he's like busy ask. doing other things, but I do think that he would sometimes, you know, pop on there and, you know, make some TikToks. Kyle Dubas does in, a press, in the press box during a Leafs game. Go through Twitter scroll through tiktok honestly same that is exactly how i watch loops games too <laughs> me as yeah exactly like this is what we're gonna be like like this generation is gonna be like as gms <laughs> you're a hockey gm more like you than you think <laughs> exactly exactly um okay i think that's it for leaves <laughs> um let's hop right in women's olympic tournament woo that was a very enthusiastic woo for a team someone who cheers for a team who sucks major ass (laughs) (laughs) Um, at least this tournament i have some thoughts we'll get to it um first of all bronze medal game we'll start there that was finland and switzerland I love that for Switzerland beating ROC, getting in there. Um, they didn't have a strong start to the tournament, but it ended pretty well for them. I'm really happy. Um, and Finland just outplayed them fully. They played like the Finland we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Just took them a while to get there, which is reasonable if you think about the fact that they weren't centralized. They, um, after like the second game, their coach had a family emergency and had to go home. Like lots of things. 
Um, so congrats to Finland. I love that for them. Um, what else? I think that's it for them. Canada! That's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm wearing my hockey Canada sweater. I did stay up the entire game. Um, and then I had a meeting with my boss the next morning and we like talked about it and he was like, oh yeah, I didn't watch, but I saw that they won. And I was like, yeah, I watched it. And he was like, what time did it start? And I was like, 11.10. I went to bed at like 2 a.m. And we were shocked at 11 a.m. And he knows I started 8.30. And I was like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Happens. It's fine. I, I have Friday fall off. Asleep. <laughs> I could not fall asleep afterwards. Legitimately, like. Neither could I. That's why I watched Snowboard Cross for like an hour after. Because <laughs> I was too hyped. <laughs> I was just in thoughts. I also made a bet with my kids. There were a couple people upset about my outfit choice for the day <laughs> after. But here's the thing. Here's my disclaimer. My week late disclaimer. I had a bet with my work kids is I have obviously a sweatshirt that's entirely the United States flag. And then I also have a sweatshirt that says like Canada on it and then has the Canadian flag all over it. And I made a bet with my kids because we have been watching women's hockey this entire time at work. And I was like, okay, if U.S. wins, I'll wear my U.S. sweatshirt. If Canada wins, I will wear my Canada sweatshirt. They were all hyped about it. So that is the reason I was wearing a Canada jersey and or sweatshirt and laughing at myself because it was hilarious. Some people did not find it hilarious because they were like, you live in the United States. Well, listen. My own 25% Canada, Canadian, oh my God. <laughs> my 25% Canadian blood, my fourth generation American-ness is screaming. So, <laughs> doing well. Um, yeah. I want to talk about one thing. I don't know if you saw this. Before the game, there's this Spooner tweet, or this Spooner quote yes, that comes out. Yes, I saw that. Every time we go against them, we want to make a statement and show them that they don't belong on the ice with us. I love that. Like I thought it was freaking notch. hilarious. Men so talking could not never. No. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, we're just gonna go out there and play our game and um Yeah, you know, we wanna we'll win. win. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like, so boring. Give me the tea. Exactly. Like, I love that. A lot of people were very upset about it. I thought it was hilarious. Like, I'm trying to think, because I'm trying to think, like, who is equivalent to Natalie Spooner if we had, like, a Canadian men's Olympic team? Because, you know, like, your your Poulin, I guess, is Crosby or McDavid. And, like, you know, you look at that. And I'm like, I don't. Like, Mitch Marner maybe is our Natalie Spooner or something like that. But, like, Braden Point maybe. There's no way. I cannot think of a single men's player who would make the Canadian team who would say that. Like maybe Drew Doughty, and like that's a stretch. I could see, like on the flip side, if it was an American, there are a couple more I could pick out. But from, yeah, Canadians, none of them. No, no, absolutely zero. So boring. Come on, exactly. <laughs> Listen, they just need to hang out with them for a while, and they need mm-hmm. to learn some tips I know the NHL is like disgusting at I almost said monetizing oh my god 
not the word I meant what is the word I'm looking for censoring what you say mm-hmm. but like just give it a go yeah I what's the worst that happens you get fined yeah exactly you get five thousand dollars oh no my pocket changes slipped out of the hole in my pocket shit literally <laughs> you're fine have a exactly. personality exactly like I love that it, that's right up there with the Haley Wickenheiser post-game quote from 2002 where she goes yeah we heard they had a Canadian flag in there and they were stepping on the flag and they're jumping on the flag um which that wasn't was a- even true and I just I even better <laughs> like again like men's hockey could never absolutely could not <laughs> uh, uh, I love that um so we don't have any Canadian viewing stats I guess we should say what the score was I should remember what the score was do I remember I don't or two four three two it was three two, three, two. it was three two um but the Canadians were up three one I think um there was one offside goal first, which made me very nervous because, you know, you score the goal and then it's called offside. And I'm like, mm, that can deject people. And I'm dejected. And I was very nervous about it because my dad was and I not. were um, and then literally like the next shift. Sarah Nurse goes out there and scores a beauty. Uh, it was right off of the face off, too. Uh huh. Was it that was that goal? Like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> they were like, OK, fine. Like, and I mean, who else? else? Yeah, and could you take a anyone who has ever watched a women's gold medal hockey game? Could you guess who scored for Canada those other two goals? Any any guesses? Obviously, Marie Philippe Poulain. She is the only person to score in four Olympic gold medal games, and she has nine career goals against the states in gold medal games. Like absolutely insane. She like this woman is is the Canadian dynasty. She like she is the goat. Like it's she's just Canada. Exactly. There's no one else. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. She's she's fucking amazing. Um, I don't remember who scored for the states. Knight, I think. And nope, only got Knight. That's the only one I got in my head. And I'm not That's even like... positive on that one. <laughs> for some reason, like in my head. I was going to say Kendall Coyne spoke. Is it Schofield or Schofield? How do you say her last name? They normally say Schofield, I think. Um, but I don't know if I'm mixing that up. Yeah. I don't remember her scoring, like, at all. I don't know why. Um, I think I was just so delirious by that time. Honestly, fair. <laughs> <laughs> that they could say anyone. And I was just... Uh, one- Hillary Knight and Amanda Kessel. I should have known. Actually, I should have known that it was those two. <laughs> I don't really remember Kendall Coyne sh- scoring, like, at all. Really. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, but yeah, so, you know, very predictable people scoring in a way. But, you know, I'm happy. The Canadian team definitely deserved to win. The American team was a mess. 
and like not even just like we already knew we had talked about in like December when they announced the roster notable omissions and it was kind of weird what they did and then we get here and they're hardly playing their third defensive pair of who was that shoot I can't remember we talked about that last week but they're hardly playing their third defensive pair they didn't really play um Abby Murphy in that game either which was weird because she played very well against the um Canadians before and then we learn after the game that Alex Cavallini who played that game and I believe played the other game against the States found out that she tore her MCL on January 14th and wasn't even sure if she would make it to Beijing and she didn't have a full practice until three days before or three days after arriving in China and she said she felt shaky in the medal round and like one of those goals really I didn't think should have gone in either like it looked like bad goaltending to me Mm. Um, I think it was I don't remember it was I think it was one of Poulin's though and I was like hmm that shouldn't really gone in but like I'll take it um and it made more sense when I read that. And then you go, but there were literally two other goalies there, like Alex Rigsby. Nope. She is Rigsby. Nicole Hensley. I think I think Cavallini is Rigsby. I'm not very good at this. The the <laughs> changing last names confuses me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quit getting married. <laughs> or don't change your last name just for yep. me <laughs> um at least just on your jerseys just keep it the same um olympics women and there there was another one and i can tell you who the fourth goalie was helpful right that i can tell you who the fourth goalie was that they didn't bring so helpful um goaltenders where's my list nope this says 2018 helpful oh Maddie Rooney I think was the other one so yeah they had Nicole Hensley and Maddie Rooney who both played at the last Olympics as well and Alex Cavallini so they had three options and Rooney and Hensley aren't bad they both played against Canada before I believe Rooney had a shutout the last game she played against Canada um, back in December and they had Aaron Frankel at home who is one of the best up-and-coming goalies she's still in college right now just sitting at home because you know there wasn't space for her on the team and they brought broken Alex Cavallini instead and made her play like a bunch yep which is just insane like insane that they would also like bring all these players and not play them and then play an injured goalie against Team Canada who you know is your biggest competition your toughest competition insane But I don't, like, I think even if they had brought all the right people, even if they played everyone, it wouldn't have mattered because that Team Canada was on a fucking mission. They knew what they wanted to do. They knew where they were going with it. They wanted to win this way more than the States did, I think. Yeah. And it was very evident in the way they played, in my opinion. So, as we know, this game started at 11.10 p.m. Eastern. So, that's the latest time, or, yeah, the latest time, start time in the States. In Canada, the latest start time would have been, I think, 
like 1240, I think Newfoundland's the farthest because they're an hour and a half. They get an extra little half hour. <laughs> fun, right? <laughs> Interesting. Fun fact. Maybe it's just a half hour. Mm, might be an hour. I don't know. Either way, still like after midnight was the latest in Canada. But um, we had the view- viewership numbers from NBC and they said that on average, 3.5 million viewers for the gold medal game that like I said started after 11 p.m in the earliest part of the states in the middle of the it's not like it was yeah in the middle of the weekend exactly not like it was a Friday not like it was a Saturday it was Wednesday night yeah um and people are sitting here saying this doesn't belong in the Olympics I'm sorry and nobody watches women's hockey and they lose to AAA teams junior teams all the time like uh-huh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay You're so funny. tell me more all right sure um and then to add on to that so that is the more more that game had more people watching it than any nhl game this season and the second most watched hockey game since october 2019 on nbc well people like this rivalry people like women's hockey Ah. (laughs) um there were a couple other um records set this tournament alex no not alex i read the wrong name hillary knight has played 22 olympic games which is the most of any american woman very exciting congrats to her i can like her again um I had this policy where I don't like if I see any American stuff, I like don't like her posts, um, especially during the Olympics. <laughs> so I could like her posts again. This oh is really my. stupid, but it's just like a personal thing for me. Like if you could mute someone on Instagram and I remember to unmute them, I would. Like the way, like on Twitter, how you can mute someone and then you just see the tweet as like, this is this is from an account you muted. That's mm-hmm. what I want with Hillary Knight photos during the Olympics. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> stupid little Megan thing. Um, Sarah Nurse had herself a fucking tournament. She had 18 points and 13 assists, which set the record for both of those, um, beating Haley Wickenheiser, who is one of the best women's hockey players, one of the best hockey players ever. Um which is amazing. Um, Brianne Jenner tied the goal record with nine and Canada scored the most goals they've ever scored, which was, I think, 50 something, 54 or so that they had previously set in Vancouver in 2010. Um, So really good stuff. Also, something that I didn't even remember or even like it didn't make sense to me when I saw this stat is that Sarah Nurse is the first black woman to ever play for Team Canada at the Olympics, which I didn't think about it because I thought that Angela James played in 1998, but she was controversially left off the roster in 1998, um, <clears throat> which is something I learned this week. But yeah, so like her second Olympics and she goes out and fucking does this, sets mm. records, plays like a maniac, plays so well. I'm so excited for her. She's one of my favorite players, genuinely one of my favorite players. Um, Yeah, so I think that's it for the Olympics women's tournament. I have one last uh, 
like IHF thing and then we'll get back to the NHL unless you have anything else to say on that no no you don't disagree with my the states couldn't have won any regardless of who they brought um listen Mm. I just think that they they could have played a little better. I agree. But it was fun-er in the beginning when they're playing teams that were less good. (laughs) And then it was like, wow, they look fire. And then you get to the team can in the game and you're like, wait, maybe not. <laughs> um, okay. Then the IHF had their meetings during the Olympics and said, we are rescheduling the tournaments that we canceled. So the U18 women's tournament will be rescheduled to be played in the northern states, whatever that means. I'm guessing Michigan. Can it be Minnesota or Michigan? Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, in June exciting I love summer hockey we got we have a whole summer of hockey it's very exciting um the world juniors will be in August and the women's worlds are also scheduled for August in Denmark this is the first year that they've had the women's worlds as well as the Olympics in the same year so I'm very excited for that just like hockey all summer very pumped just pretend I don't need to study for my professional exam during the summer it's fine (laughs) Um, and then the IHF is looking to add three on three as tournaments like your world championships and whatnot um they're going to have it at the 2024 youth olympics it used to be a thing I believe but it'll be interesting because I think there's a few stipulations in my opinion that needs to happen one um I kind of want to say that you can't play on your regular national team in order to play three on three so that we get to see more of these talented women. If I'm sure that they won't prioritize the women, of course, they will prioritize the men. But, you know, um, I think that they should do that the same way they have with basketball, because the three on three basketball, you're not allowed to play for your national team. So you can't play on both the three on three team and the regular team at the Olympics. Um I would like to see that because like I'd like to see more talented women playing for their country always always um but also like it's exciting fun hockey to watch there's like it, the scores will be higher because it's hard to defend when there's only three of you and there's so much open ice and especially on Olympic ice which is bigger than your average NHL yeah. rank um it'll be interesting it'll be good I'm excited to see what happens with that okay I think that's it for that we have some other women's hockey stuff in a bit um Sidney Crosby who is a person now that we remember men's hockey players again Mm -hmm. um (laughs) he scored his 500th NHL goal um obviously against who who would you guess the Flyers He's got to do his, you know, rivalry duty. Um, He's the 46th player in NHL history to do it. And also there was one assist on the goal. And who was it? Evgeny Malkin. Simply, of course. Of course. 
like literally no one else um where else are we uh <laughs> this this I had to bookmark this because it just made me laugh um Brendan Lemieux if you'll recall you know Trumpy friends with Tony traded from there to what was it LA or something um bit Brady Kachuk Brendan Lemieux <laughs> said who the fuck are you to Evan Bouchard who has been playing for the Oilers and he has 26 points and is a defenseman I should mention and 26 points as a defenseman Lemieux has eight points this year and he's running his fucking mouth like he's a forward he has eight fucking points and he's running his mouth at a young defenseman I say young he look he looks like he's 30 he does Evan Bouchard has had the Oilers effect oh. um <laughs> but absolutely hilarious and the tweet that I bookmarked said Brendan Lemieux took one bite of Brady Kachuk and started thinking he's somebody <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> um yeah made me laugh oh um, I can't yeah why can't I find any men's hockey things where'd it go I lost it all. Oh, I guess I should mention people, NHL reporters, asked the men's hockey players about the Olympic tournament and the women's hockey. Very happy about that. First of all, all of the Jets wore Canadian jerseys. Um, and then Maxime Comtois was wearing like Poulin jersey, I believe. Like, I feel like all of the French players, like all the Quebec players are very close they, I think they train together in the off season and like they do like a charity game. So like the Joseph brothers know um, like Puma and stuff like that. So they're all just, you know, very supported, supportive of her in general, but also like, how can you, if you're Canadian, how can you not support <laughs> like literally the best women's hockey player ever? I think we're going to go with ever one of the best hockey players ever also. Um, but Spezza said, um, I think when asked about the state of the women's game, he said, I think it's growing. There's some tremendous players and there's an appetite to grow the game. It's a shame that the games aren't, it weren't in prime time. Um, hopefully we can help them grow the game, which we like to hear. We like to hear NHLers. Cause I feel like, you know, also you can get like, I don't know, eight to 10 NHLers together and they have enough money to invest in a women's league. Like yeah. you don't even need the teams. You just have a group of NHLers and you're good and we know Phil supports Amanda he supported her financially before because he was like well you're fucking good you gotta focus on your hockey Mm -hmm. like a good brother um and then like I'm pretty sure JT Comfer's like yeah duh my sister's way better than me yeah (laughs) I know that even like uh, New Hook, who is on Colorado, his sister is a couple years younger than him, and she's, I think, just starting college. And he literally, when he was drafted, he was like, Yeah, my sister's way better than me. Like, and he was drafted in the first round or the second mm-hmm. round, like, legit stuff here. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying they could do it. Good. Um, Brad Marchand, who was suspended last week. His suspension has been upheld by Gary Bettman. Basically, he said, you fucked around and found out. 
<laughs> Pretty much. You fucked around a lot and you're finding out now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my personal favorite stat of the week is that um the the uh flyers have not scored a single shootout attempt this season. You're kidding. <laughs> I don't know how many shootouts they've gone into, but they haven't scored a single shootout attempt this season. Like, oh my god. Again, not even you one need of to hire That's the Lamaru sisters. Get them. They'll help you out. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> how are you this bad? Um, okay. We might be circled all the way back to women's hockey again. <laughs> um, this is just a weird thing that I saw. Chicago, you know how we talked about last week, how they were, they've been announcing all the people they're interviewing. They interviewed Teresa Resch, who is um, the VP of basketball with basketball ops with the Raptors um, for their GM position, which seems just a little odd to me. Um, but I will not ask be asking follow-up questions because I do know that they will be hiring a man. So, you know, it's fine. Actually, you know what? I'm afraid Chicago will hire a woman and that is perhaps worse. Yeah. Of all the teams, why them? Is really what I have to say in mm-hmm. regards to that. Because <sighs> they're just gonna like... I can't remember what the phrase is. There's a phrase, though, about, like, hiring a woman when you know shit's going downhill um, and have her be the face of your mess. Yep. Um, there's a phrase, and it's a, common, a relatively common occurrence in business and happens in politics from time to time as well. And it's, it's literally going to happen if they hire a woman. And that's why I'm afraid that they're going to hire a woman because they they're like it looks good for PR like when they were touting all their female employees um at the draft last year Mm -hmm. bad again I'm done with that organization bye-bye gone old in the trash your city can maybe keep the team but everything else about it needs to go all of it Anyway, okay, we have circled back to women's hockey. PHF. Um, the Metropolitan Riveters have released a black rosy jersey and um, like logo. So their their logo is obviously Rosie the Riveter, but there has been like talk about like having a black rosy because you know it's also a relatively well known thing. Um, and I believe it was designed by not a fan Joe, which is super exciting for her. I'm so, that's so exciting. Um, her stuff, her art is amazing. We love that for her. Um, so yeah, they're selling those and they're wearing those this month. So exciting for that. Um, less exciting is that the commissioner, Ty Taminia, has informed 
the PHF that she will not be renewing her contract for next season. So has basically said like, I'll be with you till the end of the playoffs, but I'm gone after that. She told them in January. So given them like lots of time to hire their replacement. Um, there were some like weird offhanded comments. It was announced by Jeff Merrick on the 32 thoughts segment. Um, it was just kind of a weird offhanded comments about maybe this is a good thing for the PWHPA and them. And I really don't think it is because I don't think that they'll do anything. They have made it very clear that they don't have the same thought process on how to get to a sustainable women's league. The PWHPA doesn't feel that the PHF is sustainable enough, pays a living wage, etc., which we know they don't pay a living wage, but it's not sustainable enough according to the PWHPA. And the people playing in the PHF say, this is fine for now, but obviously want better. Um, and we're trying to push towards that. So a little bit a weird comment on that, in my opinion. And then the other kind of weird thing was, where'd it go? Um, Chris Johnston tweeted, the need for a stable thriving properly supported women's hockey league has never been more apparent once it happens it's going to look so obvious in reverse which is kind of just weird timing it was kind of almost immediately after that he no longer works for sportsnet so just a little odd makes me maybe excited that the nhl is doing something but also i do not trust the nhl because they could have done this a long time ago and they would be making money way more money than they make with fucking arizona as we've talked about, or Ottawa even. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were relatively okay attendance. The bit of yesterday's game I caught. But still, like, way more. Um, they'd be making money at this point had they started it 10 years ago or even when the CWHL folded two years ago. Um, they would be doing something better. So it's just kind of odd phrasing, odd timing. Um, anyway, Ty Tamania has not given a reason for why she's stepping down. Um, the PHF finally posted a press release about it today, which just seemed a little bit, again, odd timing. Um, and then we saw this tweet from NHL News, and it says the Trois-Rivières Lions, who are the ECHL affiliate of the Habs are reportedly interested in Marie Philippe Poulin. And then it's confirmed that they offered her a contract and she said, no, but you can help us by help, help me promote the women's game and invest in the women's game. So I love that she said that, but also anyone who was like, oh no, she'll just get demolished by someone throwing a big ass hit. Like she's not small. She's strong, and she's also a better skater than any ECHL player. There is no ECHL player who can skate like she can. Like, she'd be fucking demolishing these players, making them look stupid. Anyway, I love her commitment mm. to the women's game. Um, and then the other thing was is that... The Habs reached out before the Olympics to Marie-Philippe Poulin and her um, representation and said, um, hey, what are you thinking, basically, about your future? 
And she said, well, I'm going to keep playing. I'm, they said, they're pretty sure she's going to go for another Olympic. She's only 30. Women hockey players do tend to try and play as long as they can if they're playing at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember, like, Haley Wickenheiser was almost 40 when she retired. <laughs> like, really I'm pretty sure. It. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> and if you can still keep playing with at this level, why wouldn't you? Right? Yeah. And like I said, she's only 30 and she has looked better this year than she has in previous years, which is insane. Because, like, oh, anyway, <laughs> peaking much later than you'd expect. And who knows if she's even peaking yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only four years. Yeah, like four years is a long time, but it's it's also not. It's also not. Um, but they basically said, let us know when you're going to retire. Um, we're thinking about you, kind of. It sounds like they want her in the organization, which I think is good. But also you literally have Carolyn Willette right there. Just hire her. You also have Julie Chu right there. They literally live in Montreal. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then the other thing there was that the PWHPA is looking at talking to NHL teams as opposed to the NHL in t- for setting up uh, their own league, um, which I think is probably a better way to go with we think about the support they've received from MLSC. They've received that and like the MLSC supported the, the CWHL for a long time as well. Um, and they have been doing nothing with the PHF Toronto six, as far as we know. So it really makes sense that you would go to MLSC and like they played at Madison square garden. Right. So you could go to the Madison square garden group and you have the two richest NHL ownership groups right there to start a league for you, let alone everybody else they've partnered with, like the Blues and the Capitals and Arizona. And I think there were others, but I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Um, But like all of these other places. So we'll see if anything comes of that, because I know that they really did want to do something like shortly after the Olympics, they want to be able to, you know, keep the interest in women's hockey mm-hmm. because it seems like it's an every four years thing for a lot of people. But I think we need to, we all need to be better at supporting women's hockey year round all the time. Um, yeah, I think that's it for news. We are now going to do your... Uh, my 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 segment I'm very excited about this um I was thinking about like you know the the alignment charts that are like lawful good law neutral chaotic good etc um we are going to do that for NHL siblings um I have a list of NHL siblings it's much longer than the number of squares there are so okay it did post um so we are just if there are overlaps there are overlaps but we do need to have at least one family in every square I I should say I'm sticking to siblings they're all going to be pretty much modern siblings basically right now only like who gives a fuck about the Gretzky's in my opinion (laughs) yep (laughs) who gives a fuck (laughs) they're not even that good 
only one of them is <laughs> not real, you know? Um, and I tried to do like more famous ones. We do have some woman siblings, um, like female siblings, and then like sisters as well. Um, I did not do like Sidney Crosby and Taylor Crosby. Like we know Taylor Crosby played hockey, but we don't, she hasn't continued to play hockey. So didn't include her. Um, and we're not doing families. So no nurses because they're cousins. Um, yeah. All right. First up, I have to figure out the best way to document this so that I can make us a graphic. Okay. I personally think this is the easiest one. Actually, do you want me to share the screen so you can see all of the yes. boxes? Okay. Okay. All right. So our boxes are lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, lawful neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, true neutral evil, and chaotic evil. Um, so first off, Nick and Jason Robertson. They are very wholesome. Yes. But I don't, are they chaotic? They seem like Jason seems a little bit chaotic like not okay in the head um <laughs> like like not your normal person in the head yeah kind of person I don't know if we know enough about Nick to truly mm -hmm. characterize him but they're definitely good yeah I think yeah for sure um, um hmm. maybe we'll just leave it at good for now yeah and then we'll come back to them um, and then we have what is truly the most obviously obvious family, the Kachucks, Matthew and Brady. Chaotic evil. Yep. <laughs> Run it up. That's them. <laughs> There's literally okay, no one else that could be. <laughs> no. Um, the Stahl brothers, based on what I know about them, genuinely feel like true neutral to me. <laughs> yep. And I don't know if that's just because I don't know a lot about them. But they're very just like, they look like they're just, you know, they're definitely neutral. I don't think they're chaotic. They might actually even fall into lawful neutral. So maybe we'll pause on them too and say neutral, true, or lawful. Um, next, we have the Kessels, Amanda and Phil. Um, I feel like they're a little bit chaotic, but only a little bit chaotic, you know? Um, are they evil, good, or neutral is the key. I feel like it depends. Yeah. Um, I feel like to me, Amanda Kessel is evil. <laughs> Phil Kessel, good. Amanda good. Kessel, so like, evil. <laughs> would it they, even they must out? net out. They must net would out. Then. Even out and go neutral? Mm -hmm. I think so. Chaotic neutral. I feel like they're a little bit chaotic. Like, Phil Kessel's glitter poster, chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> um, based on true, just that fact, chaotic. Yeah. Um, the Confers. I don't know too much about the Confers, either one of them. JT Confer is, like, what I know about him is basically just, like, the roomies thing in Colorado. Yeah. And I don't know a ton about Jesse Confer other than she's better than JT. And that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> Um, hmm. I would, uh, 
I would say they they're pretty like well at least JT I feel like is a pretty wholesome guy. I think so too. So I feel like they have to go good somewhere. Yeah. Maybe maybe neutral because um again any American is evil in my head, especially American woman. I'm very sorry. <laughs> any American woman's hockey player is evil in my head. Um which is just a very Canadian perspective, Megan yeah. perspective specifically. But, you know, um, the Felinos, Nick and Marcus. I really don't know much about them, but also Nick is evil since he signed with Boston. Yep. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe lawful evil. Yeah. I don't know if Marcus. Marcus just got suspended, so definitely evil, actually. Yep. And then okay. I guess they can't be lawful evil if no. Marcus got suspended. Maybe neutral evil. I don't think they're really chaotic. <laughs> um, the Smiths, Giovanni and Jamel Smith, they definitely seem wholesome. Yeah. Oh, that was one other thing. Um, I think it was Giovanni went on, oh, I can't remember. One of them went on waivers this week and was claimed by Tampa, which is just absolutely rude that they would split up brothers. How yeah. dare they? Um, especially newly reunited brothers. I don't know where this tweet went to double check which one it was oh well it's fine anyway so we think they're good but how good it was jamel smith i found it jamel was written by tampon waivers uh, maybe questionable Maybe neutral. I don't know. Yeah. Throw yeah, throw neutral. Okay. Um the flurries, Kale and Hayden. Um <laughs> I also don't know much about them other than for some reason my mind's saying chaotic, but I don't know much about them. They either. do feel chaotic, they and do. I don't know. I think it's might just be because they look like Mitch Marner, who is chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that might be it. Um, I feel like they're like neutral though, chaotic neutral. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um the Lamaru twins, uh genuinely to me, pure evil. <laughs> I have not gotten over the shootouts, okay? <laughs> not gotten over the shootout. <laughs> Evil to me. <laughs> but so well, good. So good. <laughs> so they have to be neutral then. <laughs> um the question is, are they lawful, true, or chaotic? No. I don't know. I feel like they're a little bit chaotic, but also like not a lot. Like, are they chaotic enough? Yeah. Maybe just true. True neutral. Only because we have to even out um my opinion on them. <laughs> um, Jamie and Jordy Ben, evil. Yes. <laughs> Um, and they're not, they're definitely not lawful. I do know that. They're definitely not lawful. Not at all. I don't think they're chaotic enough when we have the 
Kachucks in Chaotic Evil, though? Yeah, I don't think they par up to them at all. But they're definitely evil. Like, that's a no-brainer for me. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Um, The Sedines. Only because they're the only ones who aren't, like, active active hockey players. Just because. Daniel and Henrik. What do we think? Lawful good. good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like this is a bad one. Because we don't really know them at all. But Cal Foot and Nolan Foot. Basically, all I know about them is that one, they used to both be in Tampa. They might still both be in Tampa. I don't remember now. I don't know. I feel like we don't know enough about them to be able to accurately. What? Cal? No. I think it was Cal. Cal was on the Veggie um, World Juniors team, and that's the extent of my knowledge. Yes, because the other one was born in 2000. And yeah. I feel like he's too young. Yes, too young for the Veggie World Junior team. That is correct. Um, um, yeah, I don't think we know I, enough about them. No. Okay, so we'll, we'll pass on them. If you, the listeners, have thoughts on where the Foot Brothers should go, let us know. We'll mm-hmm. update our chart. Um, the Hughes. Quinn, Jack, and we can include Luke. <laughs> well, I feel they, like... They all have different vibes. Yes. But I feel like... I feel like Jack and Luke together, I feel like they are very chaotic. I agree. Like, I agree. they are just very... And then there's just Quinn, like, sitting there staring at them, like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, Do you're think, embarrassing me. Do you think he keeps them neutral? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, so chaotic neutral? that feels very fitting um the jones brothers seth and caleb evil yeah um i don't think we're gonna end up with a lawful evil now that i'm sitting here thinking about it and i'm like i don't think we're gonna end up with a lawful evil because any um ones we know just like are the worst yeah, exactly <laughs> i mean i'm not no, that's kidding, literally like, it. Like, yeah, like, like if we're gonna put them in evil they're they're not gonna none of them are gonna be lawful no because i think almost all of them have maybe had a nice little none of them are following the laws mm-hmm. if we're going by like nhl standards yeah that's what i'm thinking about like who has been suspended <laughs> yeah exactly or like who's just like truly a bad person and if we're putting them in evil they probably are a bad person aside from the kachucks who just pure chaos nhl suspension evil um he had a evil way for the kachucks pardon me for the kachucks they're the chaotic evil in the best way they are that's true they're the good chaotic maybe we should give them a bad chaotic evil which is I think the Jones brothers. Yes. Um, yeah, they're they're both chaotic evil, but they're different. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, our favorites, the Nylanders, William and Alex. Um, definitely chaotic. Chaotic good. <laughs> I think so too. Chaotic good. Because like they do some very like like the tiktoks yeah i was thinking about the dancing (laughs) 
it's also like so pure like what other brothers in their 20s that are just like first of all athletes because I feel like a lot of athletes just Mm -hmm. are weird about their the way that they are perceived and like just in the middle of the parking lot middle of the sidewalk whatever out in public you're like you know what we should do right now make a tiktok exactly (laughs) definitely chaotic good um the shen brothers luke and brayden brayden is a little evil whereas luke is good so i think they'd fall in neutral oh yeah um we think in lawful maybe i don't they're definitely not chaotic no I think they're lawful and then the stalls are true neutral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Suban brothers. Might as well count all three of them. PK is chaotic. Yeah. I don't know if Malcolm is as chaotic as PK and Jordan. I don't know if we know enough about him to be able to tell how chaotic he is. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they might end up neutral just based on the balancing. Mm, but yeah. Marcus is a goalie. I'm sorry, Malcolm is a goalie. So, like, <laughs> you that's know pretty chaotic something. itself, yeah. you know? Um, and PK... Sorry, what? I was thinking out loud. Nothing. <laughs> um, but PK has been suspended. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking he can't be good. No. Chaotic, chaotic neutral? neutral. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the Strong Brothers. See, <laughs> evil in Ryan Strom. Uh huh. To me, good in Dylan Strom, which is very probably not true at all. Um, but good in Dylan Strom, and then I feel like, why can't I think of his name? Matt, Matt Strom. Nah. I feel like he's also evil. <laughs> I get bad vibes from Matt Strom. 100%. Yeah. Um, I also get bad vibes from Dylan Strom when he has his hair slicked back, specifically. Looks like a rat. Exactly. Um, I'm like, mm, that man, I don't trust him. <laughs> neutral evil. Yes. I, that, that feels right. It tracks. It does. Um, the McLeod brothers. Your your favorite Ryan McLeod <laughs> and Mikey McLeod. <laughs> um, Mikey McLeod does seem very chaotic to me. Like he literally asked his NHL team to draft his best friend. Um, and then they did. He also like loves One Direction. <laughs> Those oh, are my yeah. facts. And the Jonas yeah. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Let's take a pause here. That I just need to mention that these people, even I, even though I know that they're siblings, they are so unrelated in my head. Like every time it's brought up that they're siblings, I'm shocked <laughs> a little bit until I remember that I know they're siblings. But they are so far removed from each other in my head. It's not even funny. <laughs> That's fair. That's um, literally me with yeah. the Stroms. I'm like, hmm. You aren't siblings, sorry. I think that we are giving Will Cloud and his brother <laughs> lawful good. 
Lawful good. Interesting. I don't feel like they're lawful. Oh, no. I, I think just, oh. I think the only lawful good on this list are the Sedines. I don't think you can argue oh, for that sure, for yeah. anybody else. No. I think they're maybe chaotic good. Uh, yes. Yeah? Okay. Svechnikov brothers. They're very wholesome. Yeah, they are. Like, really wholesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're also lawful good. I feel like they have to be lawful good. So I'd feel yeah. bad putting them in neutral. Yeah, like even yeah, even like neutral good feels wrong for them. Um, Vin Reemsek. Sometimes I forget that there are two of them. I do as well. Um genuinely can't think of the other one's name. <laughs> All I got is James. Trevor. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Uh the only thing that I can think of of James is I can just see him like, you know how he just always looks like he's hulking over people? Yeah. That and like he's chewing his stupid bright green, green mouth guard. <laughs> That's all I can think about about James Van Riemsdyk right now. Um, I do feel like Trevor's a little bit evil though. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like if you're on the flyers, you're also a little evil, but like he's he's also good. Because he was the lead. Um, this is very solid logic we've got going here. <laughs> Everything is subjective. Our, our scientific analysis. Um, so I'm thinking maybe they fall in neutral. But the yeah. question is, where? Are they chaotic? I don't think they're lawful. I just... They might like, be, I feel like they're not, they I don't be, know. They might be true neutral, because I don't think they're really chaotic, and I also don't think they're lawful. You know, there's true neutral for the Van yeah. Rimsdyk brothers. Um, okay, that is everyone on my list. However, we do have to revisit Nick and Jason Robertson. Are they chaotic, neutral, or lawful good? I think... I feel like I feel I don't know. I would maybe just because I don't know the most about them would put them in neutral, but I don't know. We'll go with neutral good. Okay, now let's see if we have a square, everyone in a square. Um, lawful good, we have the Sedins and the Speshnikovs. Um, neutral good, we just put the Robertsons and also the Comfers and also the Smiths. We got three of them in there. Um, chaotic good. The Nylanders and the McLeods. Um, lawful neutral, we put the Shems. I think that makes sense. Um, true neutral. Oh, we did not revisit. Oh, we said the stalls would end up true neutral, right? Yes. Yes, the stalls are true neutral. Um, chaotic neutral, we got the Kessels. Um, the flurries and the hues. 
amazing. I love that. Um, lawful evil. We have nobody. nobody because we said no one. We didn't feel like anyone actually deserved to be lawful evil. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of anybody if I sit here no, and put them there. Um, can't be evil oh, Exactly. Um, and we also had the Lamaru twins as true neutral. I think I'm just saying that. Um, so no lawful evil. Neutral evil, we had the Stroms, which is very fitting, actually. The Bens, also very fitting. <laughs> and the Felinos. <laughs> Amazing. And then the two flavors of chaotic evil, we have the Kachucks, which is good chaotic evil, and then um, the, oh, where'd they go? The Jones, which are bad chaotic evil. Yes. So that is our list. Um, if you have any thoughts on any other siblings you'd like us to add to this list, let us know. We would definitely like to hear them. Um, I will post this graphic at some point this week. I'm not going to say day because I don't want to make any promises. Um, and I think we might do this again with something else. Maybe like teams or something. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll come up with some other ideas. Yeah. Let us know if there's anything else you want us to do alignment charts on or like ranking systems on. This was fun. I enjoyed our very subjective opinions on it. <laughs> scientific opinion yes um that's it for this one you can follow us on twitter at for fuck's sake pod instagram at for fuck's sake podcast tumblr at for fuck's sake podcast and tiktok at for fuck's sake pod bye bye